cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Greetings to all of you and welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Liz Ogumba Regis for your host. And thank you for tuning into the Fashion Lab, the first fashion business radio show to go live in the world. Now, on today's show, we're going to be discussing a topic around African fashion going global and some of the ways Africa fashion is actually entering the global market with a bang, joined by our special guest, who we will be talking to shortly. Now, I came across an article um, according to Temitayo Ayinla Omotola. This is a story behind Africa's fashion going beyond the continent's culture, the traditions, and the intricate patterns of its garments. The next big thing is the potential of fashion to drive Africa's future and provide solutions to the rising youth and employment and slow economic growth as a result of falling prices of commodities. Now, the global fashion industry is estimated to be worth about $1.5 trillion. Now, this is dollars we're talking, and not only is the value in Africa unknown, the African continent actually sees very little value in this fashion industry. But the good news is the fashion industry offers incredible potential for job creation and economic growth. The textile and clothing sector obviously is also booming, representing the second largest sector in developing countries after agriculture. So, you know, it is one of the most neglected and underdeveloped um, sectors in Africa. We cannot argue that. But the industry is not just about the garments and clothing. It's also about the money it generates. Now, with a complex value chain, this industry attracts billions of dollars for countries like Vietnam, China, Bangladesh, India, not to mention Turkey. And these countries benefit from the complex fashion of clothing value chain, from cotton production to yarn spinning to weaving to the production of garments. And then, unfortunately, the reverse is true for Africa. Now, for about the last eight years or so, exports of apparels have experienced negative growth in African countries, including Cote d'Ivoire, Malawi, Mozambique, South Africa, Zambia, amongst others. Now, we are having this conversation today because it's very important. I think it's also a nice time of the year to start talking about certain topics that can really um, sort of spearhead our move or affect our movements when we decide to design our sort of work uh, structure for the year, especially those in the fashion industry. Now, allow me to share my top three fashion avenues that I think are imperative to our expansion in the global marketplace. And then for you fashion brands who are out there in the continent or in the diaspora, you can then look and see where you can actually jump onto to really get yourself moving deeper and penetrating this uh, global fashion marketplace. Now, the first um, platform I think is really crucial is e-commerce platforms. Now, the world is online. Nothing's going to change about that. So I think we have to commend platforms like Zuva, uh, who started and they say what started with a compliment turned one young woman's idea into a million-dollar business. Kelechi Anyadegu started her online African clothing store, Zuva, with $500 two years ago. Her idea was actually to just share African-inspired designs with consumers around the world. And then Zuva is now estimated to make about $2 million in sales in 2016. Another also commendable platform is Kisua, which is a commercial platform for African fashion talent, whose aim as the first African e-commerce site of its kind is to actually showcase both established and emerging designers from across the continent. Some men's size quick to point out that 80% of the business is spent doing admin work 
and 20% creative. So obviously it takes a great deal of seamless logistical planning to source fabric in West Africa, produce garments in Cape Town, have an international warehouse in the U.S. or Europe, and then work with designers across the continent from Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, and DRC. So it goes on and on. So that's why I'm saying I think online is definitely a platform to look at and to focus on. I think the second one is definitely celebrity endorsements. And we know that, you know, look, Hollywood can definitely set your career onto a whole new level, maybe even Nollywood or whatever else, you know? So people don't know till they see. Sometimes you've got to find a way to get a Lupita to wear your gown. Uh, we've seen what happened to a lot of brands who maybe just dressed some personality, and the next thing you know, it was a wrap. Another platform, which I think is my third and my last platform that I think I would encourage African brands to focus on is Fashion Weeks, set away from the continent. So I'm not saying don't do what you need to do at home, do your things at home and clean your house and have wine in your house and have your chocolate or whatever it is. But at the same time, because of globalization, find a way to also look and think what market every year would you like to actually tap onto. And you'll be surprised that, you know, when you're visible on ground in a space, you're actually much more visible than, hi, here is my website. So Fashion Weeks, obviously, uh, I'm saying it very carefully. Some have worked, some may have not. Uh, but we have a special guest who will be joining us who runs a platform that creates a buzz around African fashion in Lisbon, Portugal, where I'm actually headed to right after this show. And we'll be plugging her in uh, so she can actually share what she's doing with these platforms to add visibility to African brands. Before I introduce my special guest, we're joined by Morag Stein. In the house, looking fantastic. I just Thank you. tweeted, did that tweet go through, I wonder. But I just <laughs> tweeted, you know, she's looking very royal today. But welcome to the show, Maura. Thank you so much. Thank you, Des. And what are you wearing? I'm just really simple today. Um, I was literally too lazy to even blow dry my hair out. So I was just like, <laughs> braids it is. So um, my attempt of braiding my own hair. Um, and then I'm just wearing a really simple, um, like a little silky bohemian sort of t-shirt dress with a nice um, tan gladiator sandal, just keeping it really easy today. And you look lovely, Liz, like <laughs> neck piece. It's coming home with Girl, me today. This, is, this can come home. Let's just do this after the show, okay? After the last picture, after the show, Morag, then it's yours. Thank you. But I'm just wearing, I'm also feeling very simple. I'm also a bit like, I think I'm just also a bit um, busy and a bit, just a little bit like, whoo, all over the place. So I just literally threw this beautiful, simple um, striped dress. The stripes are actually going across, which a lot of women are scared of. A lot of people say it's, it's actually, so silly. It's fattening. People say they look wider. So anyway, I'm wearing this today because I need some width just just for today. <laughs> and I'm wearing a beautiful Liz O neck piece. It's a rope mm. neck piece. Just one of these easy neck pieces. They're so nice to throw and they just add so much more character onto the beautiful. look. Beautiful. Thank you. And I'm also wearing um hmm. This is one of the MAC colors you got me. What is it again? It looks like up the amp. Maybe it's it up the like. amp. Let's up it up, baby. <laughs> Let's up the amp with my up, up the amp and some nice red, beautiful stilettos. Stilettos are always just the way to go. All right. Edgy, um, is not here. So we'll wait, we'll, we'll go on, move on and let him join us, um, shortly. But, uh, but for those who are tuned in, especially for the first time, we have a, my favorite segment at the end of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So that's just a quick reminder for you. It's called My Red Glass of Wine. And that is where we unwind after this heavy fashion business conversations. So feel free to uh, join us on that as well. You feel free to share your who's and your why, who you want to dress and why. Keep it positive. We don't want to address the people who have. Do we want to address people who have problems or no? No. Not this year? Not this year. You know what? I think it's. 
uh, for me specifically, I'm, I just want to focus on positive things <laughs> because I feel that if we talking about negative things and about people that have problems and you know what, there's so much going on in our lives as well that I just feel we shouldn't energize it. So mm. let's just look at the positive and just praise those who are getting it right. So who's going to address the ones who are not really getting it right? Maybe edgy. Maybe edgy. Okay, cool. We'll, well you know, at least it, <laughs> it's an option for him besides himself. Besides himself, it's going to be a good option. Anyway, um, allow me to uh, introduce, we're coming into uh, our special guest for today. She's actually the founder of AMA, which is Africa Fashion Association. And this is a project that the creative um, set up you know, that kind of has this creative synergies between Portugal and the Africans in Portugal creating intervention projects with the African community um, of Lisbon. I think that's the immigration African community of Lisbon. She's been running this since 2014. She's also the founder, CEO, and creative director of Moda Africa since 2015. Allow me to welcome to the show Sofia Villarino. Uh, Sofia, are you here with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> wow, welcome to the show, um, finally. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for this invitation. No, you're welcome. You're welcome, uh, Sophia. Now, um, I would like to uh, just go straight into the things. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your patience, um, despite our little hiccups here. Um, before we start the show, what are you wearing and what's inspiring the look? We can At the see, moment. And we can see you, so be creative if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the moment I'm very practical because I'm so busy with the, with the event, okay. and um, so I'm just wearing some jeans and some some. Uh, here is uh, very cold in Portugal, so I'm really with a big jacket on. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very nice. So first of all, congratulations yeah. on all of your achievements so far around uh, the AMA and mm -hmm. the Modern Africa. I want to talk about some of the work that you're doing. And so what what I would love you to do is to just for our listeners who are tuned in, give us a bit of a background around uh, the Africa Fashion Association, and then we'll talk about Modern Africa. Yeah, this is this is a, a project that uh, somehow started a long time ago with my research, with my PhD research. I focused on on the textile, on the uh, yeah typical African textile, Capulana from Mozambique, mm -hmm. and from that that research, uh, uh, along uh, six years, I I realized about something different about the African fashion uh, system, and so. I don't know, after being uh, so six years on a PhD, I think I had this PhD with a big party and with a big event. And so that's, that's why Mod Africa and appeared, because I, I would like to show somehow to the world the, the potentiality of the creativity of, of African designers, because for me it was an incredible world to discover. And um, on the academy, uh, we never uh, talked about African fashion. Hmm. I studied uh, fashion design, and no one uh, teaches about African designers. Hmm. So, so you've decided um, to take that upon yourself and uh, run with it and yeah. educate the world on what's yeah. going on from an African fashion yeah, perspective. Sure, sure, sure. So now I want to yeah, find out. Cool. Yeah, I want to find out uh, what has pushed you besides um, obviously uh, setting up a space where people can actually learn more about the 
fashion business, especially from an African perspective. What else has pushed you to set this project up? Why? Why? What other reasons are you? Do you have this up? Because everyone can wake up and say, "I want to set it up," but it's the reason behind it. It's the soul, the essence of why you're actually doing it that really makes a difference. What What's your reason to to set this up? Yeah, I I would like to 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 change uh, in in the perspective this kind of eurocentric perspective about Africa. I think uh, I have a designer point of view. I'm also a fashion designer, and uh, and uh, of course I I would like to show uh, to, in Europe to make part of a group of uh, of people that can show. The, the potentiality of, of uh, African um, creativity and the 21 century is time for Africa, sure. And so I'm very glad uh, and honored to take part of this uh, uh, process and economy uh, that is bubbling on an uh, international uh, fashion scene, right? So, so now, um, yeah, oh, yeah, also, sorry, also, um, Mod Africa is a platform uh, for business and um, also for African fashion designers uh, be closer to Europe economy and uh, so this this is how how we are trying to work like to to make uh, a real uh, and a bigger platform for fashion uh, African fashion designers so Okay, so now this so, is also a question of business, yeah, right? It's, it's it's very commendable. Now I want to say that obviously for uh, all of us who are sitting here, whether we are fashion brands or fashion entrepreneurs, the idea mm-hmm. is to actually make sure that as you go and penetrate into these platforms, because you know, Sophia, there's so many platforms that say. We do this, we do that until you arrive and then you're like, oh, oops, I think I'm in the wrong, it's the wrong number I dialed. So what I want to talk about, especially with Moda Africa, is there's a complex around fashion from Africa that sometimes can affect mindsets, you know, and sometimes it could be a negative uh, uh, situation. And then it puts Africa to a sort of less superior sort of um, category where it says almost like we're handicapped, like, okay, guys, here's Africa. Africa has arrived. Please help, help, help. When the truth is we want to obviously. Yeah, but but I'm just saying that because it's the truth. There's places, I'm sure, in this world where if you said you were going to showcase as an African brand, they'll probably have a laugh because they would think, what are you coming to do here? And so for me, what I want to find out, how, what type of people is, uh, what type of industry professionals is Moda Africa attracting? Because at the end of the day, Moda Africa is a platform that actually attracts all of these brands. But then after the show is supposed to be an after party. And I'm, I'm talking after party means we are having a laugh with buyers and, and exchanging contacts and, and maybe potentially getting orders. Otherwise, it becomes a wasted exercise. Who are you attracting with this platform? Who? Yes. Like who? Who in the yeah, industry? I'm, like, um, yeah, yeah, there will be business. Uh, sure, I hope uh, designers can make business also out, out of of this um, platform. Right? Yeah. This is this is a point uh, to have uh, contracts uh, for for European buyers uh, to invitations for. Many things to 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 be more visible mm-hmm. because we have uh, a good 
covering, media covering. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, there is some, I, I hope, <laughs> many, many advantages to, to be part of Mod Africa. So we are trying to, to, to move things on, right? Mm, that's right. And we appreciate but that. For, we, we, yeah, we, we appreciate we are that. On, on, we are uh, on our second edition. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, Mod Africa will educate also many minds. Mm-hmm. You see, like the way they see African designers and mm-hmm. the African industry. And uh, this is, I think, this is the biggest uh, objective. Uh, and uh, and um, uh, at the moment, is 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 about um, opening uh, minds. Right, mm-hmm. and also for business between countries, and also the importance um, of the embassies. Uh, that's why they will be uh, present. Also, um, we will the 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 our guests are also ambassadors and. Uh, and all, all these people we see around, like discussing about uh, African creativity and designers, and and uh, also media covering. Uh, so um, this will change, right? <laughs> Something. Now, I, I believe. Yeah. Thank you, Sophia. We appreciate what you're doing. Now, do you also, when designers sign in, do you also let them know that look, this is a it's a fa- it's a business platform. It's not even supposed to be. And I hope that designers who are tuned in, and I hope that designers who are in business mm-hmm. understand that fashion is such mm-hmm. a business to extent an extent where any activation or exercise that you go to fulfill out there mm-hmm. has to be able to make business sense. Otherwise, we should people should just stay home. So I know that you can encourage or you can set up a sort of platform get the buyers coming, get everybody coming. But at the end of the day, it's then obviously left on the designer's hands to be able to network mm-hmm. and to be able to really monetize yeah, the sure. opportunity. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, sure, sure. So where do you see the future sure. for fashion generally? Not just African fashion, or maybe African fashion, but also fashion on a, on a bigger scale. I think um, the the way is uh, sustainable fashion and uh and I believe that the fashion system is changing and um, on, on that way. And this is something that African designers also show to the, to the world, this, this, this part of, of um, the sustainability issue that we should, uh, we as professionals in, in fashion, uh, that we, we should uh, uh, take a look and, uh, and uh, participate on, on this changing. And also Mod Africa will show um, certain designers that, that, are, that think forward in my perspective. Okay, and um, thinking forward is really about sustainability. And I think this is the big step on fashion industry. Okay, well, Sophia, I really appreciate your time and I apologize for any inconvenience caused with the um, delays on our technical issues. We mm-hmm. live in a very tech-savvy mm-hmm. world. When something falls or something doesn't work, then everything, all our lives come shattering down. So we want to just thank you so much for joining us on this show and uh, I will be seeing you in about, probably in about 24 hours, I will be on wow, your side. Really <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally running out of studio straight to the airport right now. I can imagine. Yes, but I want to just for, I can imagine. Yeah, I just want to, for our listeners who are tuned in, how can they connect with you or with Moda Africa or with AMA? 
Um, yeah, we have uh, online uh, through our website, through Facebook. It's very easy to contact with us. We have uh, people that are working uh, every uh, every every time, right? During the all these days, so, so, so maybe just very, a website. Uh, yeah, if you just give us a web, yeah, if you can just share with our listeners your website and they can find all the information. Yeah, it's uh, org. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, also the Facebook is Moda Africa. And um, so it's very easy. Thank you very much, Sophia. I just think that um, one of the interesting things, obviously, Morag, and you had me mm. just kind of um, breaking it down a bit and just, you know, sharing some sort of tips on what I think we should focus on this year when it comes to the development um, of our brands, especially putting us into that global marketplace. What are your thoughts or what do you think we're not doing enough that we could do more? Do you agree with the fact that maybe we should also start moving our Stories and sharing our stories visibly in different spaces. What are your thoughts around around just how we're going to be able to really get it? Because, like I said, with a five with a um, with a worth of this fashion industry and the fact that Africa is not even chewing, not even like a ha, a a a millionth of mm, it, mm. still there's definitely some things that can be done differently to get better results. What do you think? You know, um, for me. W- it doesn't really matter the industry, but specifically in the fashion industry, I think that designers are giving up too easily. Um, they're not willing to work the hustle, you know. Um, and I think that's a huge, huge thing on the continent is that those that are doing well are doing really well. And we've seen it, you know, they're showing in New York, they're showing in London, they're showing in Milan. And they're doing so well. They're so innovative. Their brand is fresh. It's clean. Um, and then you just have designers who, you know, they want to go big or, you know, but then they end up just going home because um, they're just not willing to put in the hustle. And once again, Liz, all about collaboration um, and networking, 100%. And I still stand by saying that it's not necessarily how well you design or how well you can do makeup, but if you land yourself in the right place at the right time, you can go far. Really, you can go far. And I'm not saying you you know, that it can happen to a really bad fashion designer. But if you're in the right place at the right time, you have that sort of influence to better yourself in the industry. Wow. Now, let me ask you from a glam perspective, how how is it working for that industry? Because obviously, again, there's so many, many um, professionals when it comes to your cosmetic or slash beauty industry. And the fact that, you know, people want to be, you want to be visible in different spaces because, you know, as you grow, like you've been in the game for over 10 years and mm-hmm. I'm sure that as you grow, you want to also be able to start touching base in different cities in the world because that's the only way that you'll be able to have your visibility. Hence, yeah. you know, I think um, being a makeup artist or a hairstylist, um, it's a little bit different to a fashion designer. Where a fashion designer, you can send your clothes overseas and sort of have a PR agency or whoever running that there for you. You know, as long as your clothes are there, people are buying your clothes. Whereas as a makeup artist, you yourself need to actually be at the venue or in the city or 
doing the actual client's face. You, you can, know, you can't send. You, no, we can't, no, we we can't we can't clone ourselves and send half of our bodies there. You know, so it's a little bit different. Um, I must say that um, you know we have spoken about it before in the show. Um, brand collaboration is a huge thing for this industry. So international brands can take you far, um, can take you places. There's actually um, a makeup artist at the moment that I know, um, Kim Lin Sisam, who is actually um, she's an ambassador for NYX, and she's just over in LA now doing amazing things. Um, you know, not so long ago she was in the makeup studio and we were training her. So. It's really amazing. Um, but once again, she's hungry. She's hustle. She's ready for the game. She's always brings her A game, you know? So I think, um, collaboration is great, um, especially for makeup artists. But you know what? At the same time, you need to hustle. You need wow. to want it more than you want to breathe, you wow. know? You know what? Let's hold on to that and we'll discuss more on your glam up session. Um, what it comes to what's happening, um, with this, um, you know, with this whole industry and how to be able to really penetrate and maximize as you continue to move ahead. Welcome again. And let's just thank you so much. Let's, yeah. let's, I think we let's should just swing go, it. Yeah. Just go to climate because yes. technology is clearly not on our side today. Yes. Um, you know what? Um, now I know when, when I think you, Liz, when you hear me talking about a long lasting lip color, we all kind of roll our eyes and we just think, Oh God, dry lips, crumbing, you know, and as the jet setters that we are and someone who, doesn't particularly enjoy touching up lipstick. You know what I mean? It's a mission to go to the Marais all the time, touch up, you know, make it look perfect. Um, I must say that I've actually found the perfect lip product. It has full coverage. It lasts on the lips for six hours, tested and proved by myself through drinking and eating. Um, it's the Smashbox Always On Lipsticks. It's feather light and flawless. The reason is um, because it's actually infused with a lip smoothing primer oil. My favorite shade is Thrill Seeker, and it's actually what I'm wearing now. It's a beautiful no-rules orange, quite similar to the MAC Lady Danger in color. The packaging is really great. Um, it's in a rectangular see-through casing, and it sort of has this very pointy precision applicator wand, leaving no space for an oops. So, Liz, I'll definitely make Make sure that you take one with I you need to that. Portugal tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I definitely need that. Um, you know what? When we're talking about travel um, and the makeup industry growing, going global and doing makeup worldwide, as an African, um, I think for most it's really not a reality. But I think we sort of close ourselves off because we don't realize how much opportunity there actually is. Many makeup artists and hairstylists have done it. Um, the unfortunate thing is that they actually either stay abroad, succeed hugely, and they just never come back. Or they just don't follow their dreams and actually don't do anything and end up working as a receptionist in an office or something. Um, you know what? If we look at some of the best makeup artists in the industry, most are, as I said before, endorsed by brands. Um, it's, and it's really huge for a makeup artist because, as I said, we need these to take us places. So collaboration is key. Um, you know, and when it's a good collaboration, when it's a good match, you can really jump over the moon together. Um, so, you know, if I look at myself, for instance, um, I'm endorsed by Smashbox and GHD. So that's really helped me as a makeup artist a lot. I can't just say that I've done it, you know, on my own. Um, and then as I mentioned, um, Kim Lin Sisam, who with NYX, as I said, is in LA at the moment. Um, there's names like Tara Fellow, a Nigerian born veteran in the industry since 1994. Um, has actually partnered with Maybelline Worldwide for the past 20 years. So that's really amazing as well. Another is Lana G, um, actually Johannesburg born and she's worked with the last four American presidents, um, and really hops from celeb to celeb. Wow. 
Um, you know, hairstylists are um, Sadiq Rakeliff. If you don't know him, you're living in a tunnel, literally. <laughs> um, you know, he's. I was going to say, oops, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few people living in the tunnel like me, but yeah, we, we Google this. I think names it's more, it, you know, if you're in the industry. So mm-hmm. if you're in the hair makeup industry, um, you know, if you don't know who Sadiq is, I don't know where you've been. Um, he's literally the best hair architect. And I say this because he's just, I mean, this man is so gifted. Um, on the African continent, He's worked on Shakira, Charlize Theron, right through to Naomi Campbell. Um, you know what? And if you're wanting to explore the traveling opportunities as a makeup artist or a hairstylist, the best is to join in an agency and get experienced first. And then it obviously makes travel easy. Same with modeling, etc. Um, you know, here in Africa, we have got, we've got glass artist management, Hunter, Face and Grace, Infidel, Supernova, um, Another one is, I know, Shine Creatives. Um, and globally, there are so many, like Global Hair and Makeup, um, which is actually an Australian-based company, which provide talented um, hair and makeup artists with opportunities to travel and participate backstage at high-profile and international fashion events. So similar to what you're going to do in Portugal now, Liz, um, you know, the, this company sort of really develops makeup artists and get them out there. Um, they obviously provide... Um, the makeup artists with VIP clients and major event companies with exceptional teams of talented hair and makeup artists. Um, you know what? Many unknown makeup artists and hairstylists want to be involved in major events, but struggle to get backstage because they don't know who to contact or even know where to start. I mean, if I think of 12 years ago, I felt like that, you know, um, and often if they do, then they're really daunted by the cost, um, to go solo, you know, to get your freelance kit, etc., um, and really traveling in foreign locations on their own, not speaking a language, etc., etc. Um, and then, as I was saying, um, Liz Bumbin actually from Global Hair and Makeup has worked backstage numerous, um, you know, at numerous events, including Style Week, um, Fashion Week, Couture Week, New York, Fashion Week, New York, Paris Fashion Week, London, Milan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, she really knows what is expected of the creative team with this understanding. Um, they are really amazing opportunities, um, that have done all the hard work shortcutting and processing for hair and makeup artists. Um, also sort of getting experience. This also eliminates the stress of unknown factors often associated with traveling by yourself to such events. Most agencies off- offer these travel opportunities on these jobs. You will meet clients. So network, network, network. As I said before, network is key. Um, and not only do you get to work backstage on fashion shows and events, but you also get to experience world-class venues with international designers and travel with their team, which provides opportunities to learn through the swapping of ideas, discussing processes. Once again, collaboration is key and trading tips with each other. For many artists, this opportunity will continue, um, you know, learning and sort of sharing your experiences and knowledge. Um, you know what, if I can, at the end of the day, give any aspiring makeup artist or hairstylist, whether it be fashion, etc., um, network like a mofo. There's no other way to say it. Um, follow your dreams. If something doesn't sit well, don't wear it. So follow your gut and it's not, it's how you make people feel. So it's how you make your client feel. And lastly, um, it's you that should stand out, not your makeup. Um, because at the end of the day, you're representing your brand. And we've spoken about it before as well, um, whereas you are your brand. So if you're not, 
you know, if I'm going to work in a black bag, but my makeup's exceptional, well, you know what, I might not be as successful as I'd like to be. Um, and then I've also started the Glamour blog via my website. So in case you've missed anything, I do post a lot of extra information on there. Um, you can catch it on my Facebook page and you can also follow me on all social media platforms. And that's Morag Stain. That's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. Thank you. Wow, Morag. Thank you so much. Morag, um, just a question for mm. you. Are you looking to penetrate into what, are you looking to work, uh, up and around this year is have you considered it have you thought about it i have considered it um i think i will in a few segments share my secret um but yes i have definitely considered it um and once again you know i just feel that especially in africa i'm not saying that there's not anything happening in africa don't get me wrong because listen there's things happening every single day but i just feel that we also get to a point in our career where we need to spread our wings we need to you know sort of give ourselves more challenges. Um, and you know what? I'm not saying that I'm leave, you know, if I do go and work abroad, um, it's not because I haven't got it going for me here, you know, which I think you sh- shouldn't be the case of you leaving anyway, you know, but I do feel that um, it just sort of broadens our, you know, our mind span of what's actually happening out there. Yeah. Wow. So now tell me more, mm. if you are in uh, say, for example, if you had like a wish list this year, uh, what would be your top? And someone gave you an opportunity to go work in maybe fashion weeks. And I'm just saying this because I want to also tie it to what you do for a living. So three fashion weeks that you would want to literally, or, or event, or fashion events, whether it's a film festival, whether it's three events that would be on your, the top of your wish list if your wish could just come true like that. What would it be? Um, I would love to do makeup for the Cairns Film Festival, um, purely because it's in Cairns. <laughs> and also, obviously, the, the clientele, so the celebrity clientele, um, you know, that is my main clientele at the moment. Um, so I would love to do that. And then just um, randomly, I'd love to do the Bahamas Film Festival as well. Hmm, purely because it's in the Bahamas. Okay. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go there? Um, and then, you know, I would... I would really love to do New York. Um, I think there's an amazing vibe about New York Fashion Week. Um, and then I would also love to tap into the Eastern market as well. So Asia, um, huge, huge, huge opportunities there. So, yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. No, this is definitely the year. For those of those brands who are tuned in, who are thinking, should I, should I not wear, I think it's definitely worth um, putting that into your mind. Like I said, when we were looking at the top three um, sort of ways of how I think we should move, uh, online, like I said, uh, you know, for me, I think one of the things I'm going to do this year more is also really focus on my online, uh, sort of, uh, you know, visibility because at the end of the day, online is going nowhere. And, uh, you know, when you look at stories and hear like, um, brands like Zuva, who just started selling African clothes and from $500 That's going to insane. 2 million is that is really like, that is a story that's worth, um, that's worth sharing. Um, I think our guests are here now and I'm hoping that they are guys. Cross your fingers. Hello. AJ, are you there? Sophia. Hmm. So anyway, as I said, uh, looking at an African clothing store like Zuva from 500 to 2 million in sales, uh, that is very, very impressive. Kisua is also doing what they do. And uh, the more we have s- sort of platforms that operate and move like this, the better it's going to be for us. Um, 
I also think that celebrity endorsement is something I want to maybe start focusing on more. Like you've been on the shows and you've heard me making mm. noise about these things and it's such a hard line, but it's also uh, something that you kind of just sit down and you have to think about it because there's a lot of success stories when it comes to celebrity endorsements through you deciding to dress them for the, either the Cannes Film Festival or the whatever it is, a red carpet event or the MTV Awards or whatever it is. And all the, you know, could be weddings like uh, the Duchess, Kate. Mm -hmm. But just hearing someone break through with one garment is also very exciting. And the world is so open. There was a time when it was really hard to access uh, the the world yeah. space. But these days you've got social media. You can tweet these people up. They will, if you're lucky, you get a tweet back or you can reach out to their managers. Contacts are all available and easily available. So I'm, like I said, I'm one of those. And for those who've been listening, I'm sure you know my sentiments around uh, dressing, <laughs> dressing, uh, people, okay, or personalities. And, uh, the fact that I've always complained that I don't see my value back, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I still think that it's about coming up with better strategies, also really looking and saying, who are you going to focus on this year? And whoever it is that you focus on might just be the big thing. So I think it's about strategizing other than having hard feelings around it. 100% I'm strategizing, Liz. You know what the thing is like? I always say, for instance, if you look at someone like Charlize Theron, she is a South African. She's, whether you like it or not, if a South African designer is as good as the clothes she's wearing or is as amazing as her Giorgio Armani's Donatella Versace um, garments, she's going to support them. You know what I'm saying? The same thing. Any international or any actor that has gone international from the continent, it's an easy person to dress. It's an easy target. For instance, any, you know, look at, if we look at a Nigerian um, actor who's gone international, if you're a Nigerian fashion designer, hello, you're from the same country. And th this is, it's, we support our homeland. We support, you know, where we come from. So I think it's just what, you know, about strategizing. Um, if you look at models like um, Bahati Prinsloo, Candace Swanepoel, huge international Victoria's Secret models. So, yes, if you, you know, if you can tap into that, absolutely dress them, you know, and who's not going to follow them looking fabulous in a, you know, in an African gown. Um, and then also, you know, one success story as well a few years ago was um, actually with Khatihan Kutsia, who dressed one of the Kardashian sisters when they came to South Africa. Um, and once again, right place at the right time. So, mm. you know, and that, that really did huge things for, for Khat's career. So, um, you know, and I think it's the same with, with me. If I think back five years ago to now, if I think back of the, the clients that I've worked with, I never would have thought five years ago that I would have worked with them. So I think it's, it's really just where you place yourself and sort of what goals you have, who you want to work with. And as I've mentioned before, there's some celebrities who I won't work with because we just, you know, we're not, we're completely different and that's okay. It's okay to be different, you know? Um, so even if you, you know, Charlize Theron might not wear an African print gown, you know, but she might wear a sequenced gown. So, you know, once again, if you want to be dressing someone like that, you need to look at what they want as well um, mm. and not necessarily, you know, what your range is. So you might yeah, have but, to mm, but take I, a sidestep, mm, you know. But I still think it's a two-way traffic. It's like if, if, they, if they're not feeling the thing, they're not feeling it. It's not like you don't even have to change it. It's, and they, if there's okay. a synergy, there's a synergy. Yeah. If there's none, move to the next. There's so many personalities these days. And they all want to be dressed. Thank, yes. thank you, God. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And then obviously, like just on the third top, on the third uh, sort of highlight today, which was the fashion weeks, um, 
It's uh, unfortunate we still cannot reach Sophia, but we will uh, plug her in uh, and hopefully you can be able to also get a feel of what she's doing with her projects and why and who who is attracting and, and just what she's doing and why she's doing it. But I want to go back to the Fashion Week conversation also. And like I said, they are Fashion Weeks that work and then they're, they're the ones that just don't work. And that's the bitter truth. It's the sad truth. And mm. uh I'm not going to kiss and tell. Okay, well, it's not even kissing and telling. I've had a very bad experience uh, with the Fashion Week uh, in New York. And I say this because everybody who thinks that they know how to do fashion suddenly want to just come up with a fashion project, even if they do understand it or not. And I think uh, this is where we have to commend. Like I said, my three top tips on this, I mean, the top conversations around this topic today is to really just enlighten and empower. And then it's up to you as a brand. It's up to you as a fashion um, entrepreneur to decide how you're going to then push your business forward. So when you have fashion weeks that are set up, I think one of the biggest things to do is to really focus on paying attention on how does this work? What's their history? Look at, you know, check and see what people are actually saying about this platform. Because the truth is you've got your pros and your cons. When you have to travel into a country to show that is such an investment mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's not just uprooting yourself and arriving. So I think one of the biggest things is to really just look and say, where am I going? You know, what are these people about? Check out the reviews, check out people's conversations because you'll be surprised that the cream and the pie lies Mm. right there when you do, when you look at reviews and look at people's experiences and the fact that the world is so open, everyone just share what they felt and what happened. You know what the the beauty is with reviews, Liz, is that once they're on the internet, they stay there. So you can, you know, as a, a fashion institute, you can delete a bad review, but if someone is searching bad reviews on X, Y, and Z, uh, unfortunately it's going to come up. So that's the nice thing sort of about technology and about the internet these days. Um, and I really feel that once again, doing a fashion week or a fashion show should really resonate with your brand as well. So, I mean, if you doing a, say a bikini line, you're not going to go into a fashion show in Saudi Arabia, for instance. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause it's not going to resonate with a clientele. So also it needs to resonate. That's that's very true. So guys, when it comes to fashion weeks, look up the history of the fashion week. Uh, new does not mean bad because a lot of times when we were doing things, I think a year or two ago, even last year, I'll probably be like, Oh, this is just one year old or two years old. You may be surprised that the two year old one or the one year old fashion platform is actually Doing better doing and giving better. you more value than the 10 year one because the 10 year one might be just stuck in their old. I don't know what it is, but and just do your the, research. The one year ones, I think, are they've seen the mistake that the older fashion weeks are doing. So it's just, it's they've been a younger able to team, start more, earlier like, and yes, yeah, they're just more so flexible. Absolutely. More and adaptive. One, two, and I think that. If you look at fashion 10 years ago, maybe not so many people wanted to collaborate and help each other, whereas now it's completely the opposite. So the whole feel of the fashion show will be different. Wow. So guys, uh, if you're on Twitter, we're on Fashion Lab AF. Share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear from you and know what your thoughts are around how we can move or how we can propel ourselves to get into that space that is a global marketplace that will also bring in returns from a commercial perspective. Now for just our wrap up as we exit, cause we have to leave because we are um, out of time. Uh, who would you, if you're given an opportunity, we've got our last segment of the show called who would you want to address and why? And we're going to ask you who you want to address if you were given an opportunity and then I'll take it to Morag and I will wrap it up. So who would you want to address and why? In just like 10 seconds. 
<laughs> oh, this is this is very difficult. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know. I, I think something crazy like Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Something very crazy. In an African look. <laughs> I don't know because uh, because <laughs> I don't know uh, because um, England have has uh, so so much um, influence on on Europe way of seeing things things. I don't know. Wow, thank you very Maybe much. With, with, with a turban or something, but with a turban. We'll, 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 like we'll, hel- we'll help you with that, with that. We'll see how that goes. And, and Morag, who would you want to dress and why? Um, I want to dress a friend of mine. Her name is Jenna Y. Webster. And I just want to dress her because she's really fabulous. She's actually a lingerie designer. So, yeah, I would want to dress her. Wow. And I today would want to dress uh, our lovely Sofia Villarino. So talk to me when I arrive. Maybe you might just be lucky uh, and just kind of put you in something that I oh, feel is a very lease. Nice. Yeah, I want to share my lease energy with you. So I want to do that through a nice, beautiful lease old dress. But anyway, uh, this is our time to actually say goodbye. We've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us and we wish you all the best in your fashion business journey. And uh, for those who are tuned in, we're on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Until next week, peace and love. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.